All right, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another day of Saber Sims DFS Office Hours. It is Monday, November 14th of 2022. Back again in the new location. Sorry I was late. I was actually just getting caught up, getting some answers to some of the questions that we had in the queue for today. I wanted to make sure that after the three-day break, I can get back and get everybody's questions answered right away. I know you've all been waiting patiently. If you are new here, welcome. My name is Andrew. I am one of the coaches here at Saber Sim, and this is a show where we go over how to use the Saber Sim app, answer any and all DFS-related questions that come in in the Office Hours channel in our Discord server. If you're not a member of our Discord, there is a link in the description below to get joined up, highly recommended. Always great conversations happening in the Discord. And with that being said, we are just going to get going today. It is Monday, so that means that we have to do our weekly Max Challenge giveaway. For those of you who do not know what the Max Challenge giveaway is, I'm going to bring that up on screen. feel like if you're tuning into this show, you should know by now because I go over it every single time. But, uh, you know, we're give, doing a giveaway the entire NFL season, giving away lots of awesome prizes every single week to anybody who uh, follows these rules down here at the bottom. Use the SaberSim logo as your avatar on DraftKings. Fill out our form to register. Max enter the Minimax contest on DraftKings. And from there, if you finish high, you can win all of these awesome prizes for being the top finisher. And we give away free entries to next week's Minimax every single week. So with that being said, I wanted to give a shout out to our winner for this week. Highest scorer was Noptocopter with a score of 216.08 points for 44th place in the Minimax. Congratulations, Noptocopter. You are going to get one free month of SaberSim a SaberSim t-shirt, and an entry into our end-of-the-season free roll. Appreciate everybody continuing to participate and keep keep at it all season long, and you can get all these awesome prizes down here at the bottom. And hopefully, if you win, you can get another championship belt. We've already given away three. We've had three winners this season, so keep, keep on rolling, everybody. And with that being said, we are going to move over to our giveaway. So we are going to... We had 141 people max under the mini max this week. Awesome to see the consistency of the people in the community continuing to play week in, week out. These are all of our uh, users who max entered. If you want to make sure your name is on this list, there is a link in Discord with the stream in the Office Hours channel. You can go in there and you can make sure that you are entered for any week. We make that public so everyone can go in and check at their will. So I pulled over the names. I'm going to hit this shuffle a couple times. And this is for free entry into next week's Minimax. So we are going to spin the wheel here and get a winner. And it looks like the winner is Rills. Congratulations, Rills. Our team will reach out to you and let you know you have won. And we will get the tickets for next week's Minimax into your account by the end of the week. So congratulations. Thank you everybody for participating in our max challenge giveaway. And we will be right back at that next week. So if you are not 
participating, highly recommend. You can jump in on any week and be eligible for, you know, the giveaway and the week to week winners, all that good stuff. So that being said, we are going to get Saber Sim pulled up here and we are going to get going. Not too many questions in the queue. Uh, one of the reasons I was late was because I was getting some answers to some of these awesome questions in the queue. So I wanted to make sure that, uh, I had uh, something to come on in and talk about. So first question here from John Stanger. And this one came in in Discord. John said, I know that SaberScore uses a metric that pays attention to how often a lineup occurs. Is there a way to use something similar when making our own metric? Okay, I think this is a really sharp question, John. You know, John is saying like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm testing out the custom metrics, messing around with it, trying to build something of my own. How do I take this feature into account? I think it's a really important feature, especially for showdowns where, you know, we're building zero, zero, we're using zero, zero, 10 sliders. We're trying to build the optimal. So I'm going to use showdown as an example and works out because we have a showdown tonight. So let me come in here. You know, we got the zero, zero, 10 sliders. I'm just going to build uh, 500 lineups really quickly so we can demo this. So let's get this build up and running and we'll get going here. But, um, you know, just to kind of talk about this question ahead of time. So, so John, the, basically the point that I'm going to try and make is that you should try and incorporate Saber score into your custom metric. So if you come over here to the lineup sorting, you go to add metric and um, you have the drop downs. So if you come down here and scroll, we have lineup saber score as an option. I would make sure that you are using lineup saber score as part of your metric formula. And, you know, I would, I would do something like, uh, you know, lineup saber score and then go in and add the other variable variables that you want. You know, maybe you're doing like some type of salary thing and you want to wait, you know, salary and saber score plus, you know, ownership or whatever you kind of deem fit. But I would just, especially for showdown and, you know, maybe name this like, like showdown metric, if that is something that you're doing, I would definitely incorporate saber score for the exact point that you just called out is that, you know, saber score is waiting higher lineups that show up as the optimal multiple times in the sim. So I think that that is just such an important factor that to not miss. And it seems like you understand that, but just for everybody else watching, you know, if you're building a custom metric for showdown specifically, I would definitely use Saber score as part of your formula for that reason. There's not that, that is the best way to take that into account. So, so really sharp question there and uh, glad we were able to talk about that and uh, let everybody know about that. All right. Got a second question here from 12 pack abs. And he said, if I wanted to ensure that every lineup had at least one secondary stack of any kind, how would I do that? Okay. Good question. So I'm going to swap over to the main slate for this question, a little easier to demo on a main slate. So, so what I would do, I was thinking about this is I would probably build two stacking rules. So, you know, I would do a stack rule type. I would go selection method. I'd probably go advanced. And then I would make sure that my first stack had, you know, QB equals one. And then I, I'm, I'm just going to go running back wide receiver, tight end equals 
greater than or equal to one. That way I know I at least have a QB plus one in all of my lineups. So then boom, that's my first advanced stack. And then my second stack would be QB equals zero. And then I would do running back, wide receiver, tight end, greater than or equal to one. And then opposing team, or I mean, you don't you don't have to do opposing team. So you could do, you know, running back, wide receiver, tight end, uh, greater than or equal to one. I mean, I guess it depends what you're building for. Okay. So I'm just going to show a different couple, couple different ways to do this. So first, if you are looking for like a mini game stack of some sort, then I would do it this way. Advanced running back, wide receiver, tight end is greater than or equal to one, or maybe you only want one. So then, or you could do like less than or equal to two. If you want to like kind of cap it at like no more than two players from one team. And then you could go opposing team, uh, you know, running back, wide receiver, tight end, less than or equal to two. I I mean, if I'm if I'm looking for like a mini game stack, this is probably how I would build it. And I would just make sure that the QB is equal zero. So like that way you know you're not gonna get more than a two-two. Um, because probably if you have more players than that, you probably want the run, the quarterback as well. But, you know, a couple different ways to do that there. So th- this is one way to do it. Another way that you can do it is – so this this would force players from both sides of the game, just to be clear. Another way you can do it is you can go no opposing team if you want at least, like, two players from one team. Or, you know, you could say, like, exactly equal to two. I'm only two players. So, like, that's another way to force the secondary stack. Another option I think you could do is you go basic stack. And then you say at least two unchecked QB. And this would give you at least two players from one team. Uh, you know, there's just so many different ways to like kind of accomplish this. So I just kind of want to run through them. Uh, you could do a rule type. You could do a group rule and then do your selection method automatic. And then you could say use at least two. You can group by game and then uncheck quarterback and then say use at least two running back, wide receiver, or tight end. This will allow two players from the same team, one and one. Um, You could say, you know, three if you want like a two-one or something like that. So a lot of different ways to do it. You can do it in group rules. You can do it in stack rules. You could do it in advanced stack rules. So you kind of just have to understand like what you're looking for. Are you looking for mini game stacks? Are you okay with two players from one team with no players on the other side of that so depending on what you're looking for i would use one of those three methods uh you know stack basic stack advanced or like a an auto group rule so a lot of different options for you there i'll say if you're targeting a specific game maybe you want to like only do games with so high of like a total or something you know come into group by come into game and then when you save it save it as a manual rule and then now that it's a manual rule, you can come in here and look at what teams are the rule is sat, the rule is for. And like maybe you want to chop off the lowest total games. Like maybe you want to chop off the Saints and and Pittsburgh with like under a 40 total on the Denver, Tennessee, and kind of like uh thin the herd a little bit like from from your manual rules. So I think there's definitely a lot of ways to do that. So Those are my thoughts there. It looks like 12-pack abs is here. Awesome. Said, thanks. I'm not trying to force any particular type of secondary stack. Just want the builder, uh, just what the builder would give me organically. So, I mean, if if you're like 
kind of concerned. I I will say that what you could do is you could like maybe set um see I, I okay let's run let's run a build. Let's run a build. I I think that you know you would kind of have to force it to make sure you always get one. But you know, let's just run some lineups here and and see what this looks like because I'm not exactly sure. But I don't think you can tell if it's like a no secondary stack. And maybe this is something we need to build into the app. Like in primary stacks, oh man, I have, uh, I probably have conflicting rules here that are uh, preventing my uh, lineups, lineups for building. So this is an awesome thing. You know, sometimes you have too many rules. I've been demoing rules and sometimes I leave them up. The easiest thing to do is to come back to the home screen, hit this reset all. This will uncheck all of your rules and now none of your rules will be active. I probably had some of these other rules going on at the same time. It's easiest to just hit the red reset. It'll turn all your rules off and then come in and start adding them back one at a time and then run a build like turn one rule on run a build does it work okay turn your next rule on run a build does it work or does it break and then you can kind of figure out what rules were causing your builds to like not complete or not finish and you could do some general troubleshooting from there is a perfect example you know i got too many rules i have conflicting logic and uh something is is acting up but you know turn all my rules off now i get my lineups so let's come in here and look i'm just going to make a couple quick projection adjustments here so i can see my lineups and you know if we come over here to game stacks you can always see if you have like a no qb stack i am pretty sure that in this screen there is no like no secondary stack so you know i think it's a good point um 12-pack abs, I'm going to put it in as a feature request. So secondary stack, uh, maybe like drop down for uh, no secondary stack. So add that. So good, good catch there. I'll, I think it should be consistent with like the primaries. So, you know, we'll put something in there for like no secondary stack. I think that is a good feature request. So thank you for bringing that to my attention. And uh he said, I've gotten to that by filtering, then trashing, but it's a bit of work. Yeah, yeah, definitely a bit of work to go through one by one. I think that if we had something in the stack types in the secondary that said no secondary, I think that would make a lot of sense. So gonna gonna take that back to the team. So appreciate you bringing that to my attention. Gonna keep rolling here. Uh, got a question from Nipsey. Want to touch on this one for sure. So. Nipsey said, hey, Andrew, now that I have fully upgraded to pro level status, when will we start to see the pro discord, the pro videos and the availability for coaching like was mentioned before? Good question, Nipsey. Glad you brought it up. So the pro exclusive content will be coming this week. Stay tuned. I don't know what day, but we will have pro exclusive videos and content coming at you this week, as well as we will be uh, releasing the pro uh discord features i i myself am not personally involved but i did ask the question prior to the stream and i said that i was told that it will be coming this week so more news to come as the week rolls on but for sure by the end of the week we will start to release some of that content as far as the coaching i don't know 
stay tuned. I think we're going to get the release of the Discord and the exclusive content first, and then probably in the content we'll address some of the the um, upcoming uh, coaching availability, things like that, and kind of give an update on that. So good question. Stay tuned there, but be ready for the content and the Discord this week. Looking forward to that for sure. All right. Uh, interesting question here from Snowman. Always good to talk about. So going to get this in the chat. So Snowman said, why is it so hard to win in DFS? Even with all the pay services, I put in three years in NFL with no big wins. Big wins are 100K or better, question mark. Okay, good question, Snowman. I think, you know, it's ultimately the reason why we all play. We want to win and we want to, you know, grow our bankroll, have a nice financial gain. And what I will say is that, you know, out of all the sports, to judge your like how well you're doing or how often you're winning NFL is definitely the hardest. And it's just because that one season of NFL is 18 main slates now, previously 17. And if you go to, you know, basketball, you go to MLB, that is less than a month. And those sports, you know, baseball is going from April through September you know, almost every single calendar day, they always play holidays. Like just imagine how many slates that is. It's, it's over 162, right? There's over 162 games. So, you know, how many seasons of NFL is that, you know, 10 seasons of NFL is, is, you know, equivalent to like one season of MLB. So I think it's, you know, just the nature of these uh, week to week sports, you know, PGA, NFL are like two right off the bat. MMA is another one that comes to mind. Like it can be so hard to really judge your process in, in half a season, in a full season. Like I've talked to guys on the team. I talked to Matt and some of the uh, other Sabre guys. And it's like, you know, it could take years to like judge, you know, how well your, your NFL process is. And I mean, we see guys like, Max Steinberg has been a DFS pro for, for many, many years. And Max just won a Millie maker. And, you know, he's been grinding DFS for over eight years, he said. And I'm not saying like, that's how long it takes, you know, people come in, you know, variant swings different ways, but even for people, you know, at the, at the highest levels, those, those big wins do take time in sports where they are week to week. You know, all I can do really is tell you like, keep grinding away, keep exercising bankroll management, continue to play the best contests. Like that is the number one thing you can do. And sometimes those contests aren't the highest payout contests and like, that's okay. But you know, you got to stay within your bankroll limits, trying to get as many unique entries as you can and play those smaller contests where the sharks can't play for as long as you possibly can. It is a grind. That's what DFS is. And, you know, I, I can't stress it enough that, you know, exercise patience, exercise bankroll management, continue to work on your process every day. And I, I hope that you get there one day, but, you know, especially football, it's just, it's just really hard to, to go week to week and uh, judge your process, you know, over even half a season, which is about where we're at. So I saw a um, comment here from John. John had a comment, you know, responding to to snowman it's a uh it's definitely a interesting 
interesting thing to to think about. But I, I I would say you know one last thing is that you know I don't think 100k or better is is considered a big win. I mean you know the the mini max is you know 10k to first and has hundreds of thousands of entrants. Like I would consider that a big win. You're winning a large field tournament, really hard to take down. And if you're winning it in in a season, then you are probably over-realizing your expectation for your 150 entries into these contests that have 200, 300,000 entries. So, you know, I think a uh, big win is like relative to, to you and what, what you think it is. But, um, you know, I'm not going to discount any, any win below that, you know, hundreds, thousands, tens of thousands, etc. So we're going to keep rolling here. I'm um, going to move over to YouTube chat. That was our last question in the Discord. So if anybody has any more questions, get them in now. I see a question here from Datboy Steven, and that is our last question that we got. So we're going to get to this question. Uh, Steven said, what's the best way to find good NBA cores? Okay. So if we are playing NBA, going to go over to NBA, and you know if you are – in here and okay hold on uh john appreciate you tagging me um i didn't read all of this but i will get back to your question and uh after after i get to this one so if i were looking for you know a group of players that i wanted to take with me into a majority of my lineups what i would probably do is run a test build and see uh, what what type of players the builder is giving me, and if you're on the pro plan, you can do this with 5,000 lineups. It's a you know much larger sample than the previous 1,500, almost three times the amount of lineups. So just more opportunities to get lineups from the Sims, get a bigger sample for this research. So if you have it, another awesome feature to use. Just grab my pen while these lineups build. Boom, 5,000 lineups completing as we speak. And we are going to dive right into these. Going to make a couple projection adjustments so we could see our lineups. And, you know, right off the bat, what I'm going to do is I am going to make sure that I can see this pool exposure column. So just going to get rid of a couple columns here so I can judge pool exposure. So what I like to do is come in here, sort by pool exposure. You can see who is coming up most often. Looks like we got... Um, T Young from Toronto, 3,900 and Malachi Flynn at 3,200. Both guys from Toronto makes me believe that we have some value plays on Toronto tonight. It must be some guys out, you know, the ownership reflects the value for sure there. And then followed by guys like Jordan Poole, Trey Jones. So a lot of these cheaper guys are where we are liking to uh, start at and then pay up for guys like Steph Curry. So getting a lot of Steph Curry in our uh, 150, but, you know, just kind of matching up like, okay, you know, who are we most exposed to? What does the pool exposure look like? You know, every single guy above 30% in our pool is, you know, Josh Giddy is the only one less than 50%. So, you know, if you're like looking for a pool and you want to stay with like a pretty tight group, I, I would do something like this, you know, write these names down. Maybe you, you're you okay with like everyone above this 24% and then there's a drop. Maybe you're only okay with everyone above this like 30%. And, you know, take these guys, 
make a manual group roll and say, you know, use at least three. I mean, if that's, if that's how you want to approach the slate, I think like that's totally fine. I personally don't use any type of cores or force any players into my lineups with group rules. But if that's your approach, you know, I would use Saber Sim to try and guide you onto what some of the best plays are across 5,000 lineups and then some of the best plays across like the top end of a group of lineups and maybe 152 tight. Maybe you want to use, you know, the top 10% or the top 5% of your pool. So you could do, you know, 250 and then kind of see how these numbers adjust. So if I were looking for a core player, a core group of players, I would probably run a research build, try and draw some conclusions from that write these guys' names down and then put them in a manual group rule and say, use at least X from the group. So that's how I would do it if I was looking for a core. All right, going to hit this question that came in from John. I'm just going to, I'm just going to, okay, it looks like John's question is the second part of this rule. And uh, before we get to that, uh, Steven, I had a follow-up. Do you mess with mini uniques? Yes, 100%. I always use min uniques. Uh, I think it is a great way to reduce variance on any given night. So, you know, a lot of talk about it when I had Matt and Andy on the other day, if you did not catch that stream, I would highly recommend going and watching it. It is over on our YouTube channel and I'm just going to pull it up so everyone can see it. You know, had Matt, Andy and Jordan on had an awesome hour long chat with them just about the pro plan and about using men uniques. They had some different opinions from what I had originally uh, thought. So great to have them on and have really good discussions and kind of talk about why uh, some applications are better than others. But uh, you know, if I were to just bring that up, bring it to everyone's attention, it is this uh, behind the Sims episode 18, building a strong DFS process with Saber Sim Pro. Talked a lot about mini uniques in this video. A lot of different ways to use it. Uh, not a wrong or right application. Mostly depends on what you are looking for and what matters to you in your own DFS process. So I made some adjustments to to my own process, kind of based on the feedback and the insight that they provided. So I recommend checking it out. Awesome on uh, awesome top uh, discussion on the min uniques topic. But, you know, that being said, like, yeah, I would definitely come in here and adjust min uniques after the fact. I think that, you know, if you were to put in your course even and then come in and get unique around that, I think that is the best way to kind of uh, balance, you know, your core, which is like something that is strong, uh, matters to you, it sounds like, and balance uh, lineup correlation so that way, your lineups don't go all boom or bust in one direction, kind of spread out more chances to uh, smooth out that variance over time and, and have some wins. So that's, that's, I would definitely recommend a balance of the two. I'm, I'm glad that you brought that up. Going to hit this question uh, from John and then move on to some more questions that are rolling in. Happy to see the questions continuing to roll in. John said, I've added a new rule that basically doesn't allow opposing running backs but was wondering if there's a way to also create the rule to not allow a running back and pass catcher from the same team on less part of a bigger game stack. I will sometimes see lineups that have a wide receiver and running back from the same team. And that's it. And I feel that most of the time that's not optimal. Okay. Good question here. So if you wanted to create a rule, so what I would do is like use an if then rule. So if I'm on NFL and we're going to go over back to the main slate, 
so what I would I would say is I would create a group rule and I would go an automatic rule. And then I would say if at least uh let's see. Okay, so you're saying that you basically don't want to use a wide receiver and running back from the same team. So I would say if it if at least two, and then I would click the position. So like running back, wide receiver, tight end. And then I would say group by team. So if I have at least two players, position players from the same team, then use at least one. And then I would say quarterback. I would say, you know, use at least one quarterback from the same team. So it's saying like, hey, if I have at least two guys on the same team, then it has to be paired with a quarterback or else I don't want this this combination of players. So what this will do is that it will basically prevent any two stacks, which is another way of you can limit it. So if you wanted to come into stack types, I think the easiest thing to do is just um, uncheck all. And then it, you could just come in here and check secondary one, one. So that way, you know, you would never get a wide receiver and a running back or, you know, two players from the same team. Um, that's how I would do it. But maybe, you know, you're okay with two wide receivers from one team. So like, that's up to you. So maybe, you know, the stack types is too aggressive. Maybe you want to leave the stack types and just handle it in the rules. If you're only concerned about running backs, wide receivers, just uncheck this tight end. So if I have at least two running back wide receiver from the same team, then must use the quarterback. And then that way that you can kind of prevent that from happening. And then John said, I would also be fine with a bring back from the opposing team. So, so yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe you come in here and John, maybe the solution is to just, uh, I'm going to uncheck this so it doesn't hide it. Maybe you just uncheck this secondary two, two, or maybe you just come in and uncheck all of the ones without a run back. So then, you know, another, another way is like, if at least two from the same team, uh, then use at least one player from the opposing team. And then you come in and check position players. So I think there's a couple of different ways to combat it. You know, I showed you a rule where you can say, if I use two position players, running back wide receiver must use my quarterback. Or if I use two position players must use at least one from the other team. And then you can also control it in the stack types. So I would say mess around with a cup, you know, like, like the kind of the theme of the show seems to be like, you know, there are a lot of different ways to uh, achieve the goal you're looking for. Saber Sim, you know, you can use stacks, you can use groups, you can use stack types. We try and make it uh, easy to get to the lineups that you ultimately want to take with you into the contest. So give those a shot. Let me know if you have any follow-up there. going to hit this question from Phantom in the Discord. And Phantom said, if I have any strong convictions about players, seems I should be setting those exposures pre-build, correct? I discovered yesterday that post-build trying to get away from some of the chalk was difficult. Took too much time trying to get what I wanted and kept having to send it back. Okay, good question. So Phantom, I think that you went through the right steps initially. So what we like try and tell our users is that, you know, try and handle your exposure adjustments post build. That way you are not um, like making any adjustments to the SIM inputs. If that does not work, like you said, what happens next? So the next thing I would do, so it depends what you're doing. So if you build 500 lineups, you try and handle your adjustments post build. 
it's not working. Okay, then what do you do? What I would come in and do, if you have the ability to, I would build more lineups. I would, you know, if you're on the previous advanced plan, you could build up to 15. If you are on the pro plan, you could build up to 5,000. You are still not interfering with the SIM inputs. All you are doing is building more lineups. If you're limited to 500 lineups or if you've already increased your pool size and that's still not working, then I would come in and make some adjustments to player exposures. I, I, I mean, two player projections. If, you know, you're seeing too much, you know, we'll just sort by ownership and we're, you know, we're going to say Damian Pierce is chalky and you didn't like Damian Pierce for one reason or another, I would come in and I would decrease his exposure, his, his projection. And I would start with about like, you know, maybe 10%, see, run a build, see what that does, see if it gets to less of him. And if that's like enough for you to be able to get the exposures that you're looking for. So I would say, you know, run a build, try it post build. Like you said, that doesn't work. Increase your pool size. If that doesn't work, then go in and make adjustments to projections. This will lead to, you know, them being in more or less of your lineups. But that's kind of the workflow that we recommend is don't adjust the SIM inputs until you absolutely have to, but it is okay to do it because, um, you know, if you have strong convictions and, that's what you want to roll with. Like totally, you know, it's better to tell the builder up front and get what you're looking for rather than not get to it. So that is my advice there. Okay. Had some follow-ups here to some of these questions. Um, John said, ah, okay. So the secondary two would get rid of that, but also the two pass catchers possibility. Yep. So definitely able to handle that in the stack types by just getting rid of going over to stack type secondary and then unchecking this two here would uh, prevent the no run back situation. All right. I saw a question up here from Tyrell. Tyrell said, do you really need to use more than one min unique in a 20 max for it? Uh, if mainly, or if you are playing 150 max. Okay. So I would, I, so, so you don't have to use min uniques. That's first and foremost. You don't have to use it. What it does, though, is that, you know, there are nine players in this lineup. It is saying that eight of these players can be the same. So, like, I could have the same position players in the second lineup with only the defense swapped. You'll mostly see this if you run a cash build. If we were to come in and run a cash build, and I'm just going to run one really quickly, like, that happens a lot because the core pieces of the lineup are just like used so many times when we're building using mean projection and just trying to pack in as many points as we can, you will see those one-for-one -one defense swaps. So what that means is like, you know, you have so much exposure to the same players, the same combinations of players. And like, you know, we have, we have 20 lineups right here, right? We have one, two, three, four, five players used in at least 17 lineups. And, um, you know, like we have... You know, Pierce, Camara, Hill, St. Brown, Moreau. And we have them, you know, again in this lineup. And then you're gonna see like a lot of these same combinations. So so it's 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 like basically if one of those pieces does good, you know, a lot of your lineups are are you know kind of kind of sunk, right? And you know, you know, running backs get hurt all the time. I mean, what mean unique players does is it says, you know, if I 
increase this to four. It's saying that every single lineup now in my 20 can only share five players. And what that does is it makes you a lot more diverse, gives you a lot more chances. If, if, you know, a player gets hurt or, you know, a team does bad, you know, you have a lot of other options. So it's decreasing that insurance lineup correlation and making your portfolio flatter. You are sacrificing like a little bit of EV, but I think that, you know, what you gain is much, uh, outweighs what you lose in, in that scenario. So I, I would say, you know, I, I would actually say the less lineups you're playing, probably the higher men uniques you want to have. And as, and it makes sense because as your number of lineups increases, you're using a bigger percentage of your pool of lineups. So you could probably not even get to as many min uniques across more lineups. The more lineup, the more unique lineups you play, the bigger this number of lineups number is, the more the, the actually the less min uniques that are probably going to be available to you in your pool. If you're playing, you know, one lineup, if you're playing, you know, three lineups, maybe you're just building for like a three max. Like I, I would try and use this as, uh, as, as high as I can. And that way, you know, I, my lineups, like if, if, you know, one, one lineup does bad, then, you know, I still have a bunch of shots and like, for instance, I'm using six min uniques. The only person that's used twice is Donovan Peoples Jones. I have three different quarterbacks, you know, one gets hurt, one does bad, you know, I still got two shots. So I think that, you know, the less min uniques you have, the more you're relying on a core group of players to, to do good for your day to be kind of boomer bust. I think this spreads you out a lot and gives you a lot better opportunities. And, you know, we're still like, um, still pretty spread out here. So this is, this is a bug, by the way, if anybody's seeing this, you're like sorting lineups and then the, the rank kind of gets out of order. We're working to fix this. Um, not sure why it's happening, but it is happening nonetheless. So it's something the team is aware of and trying to, uh, work on getting fixed but anyways i would say less lineups higher min uniques more lineups be okay with less min uniques just due to the percentage of the pool that you're using all right see a question here from hc looks like i missed hc said hi andrew do you ever change the salaries on the builder or just stay at default salary settings thanks okay hc good question for nfl i do not but for nba especially during late swap. I think this is something that you should remember. So, you know, sometimes I think we had this issue like last week where, you know, it was a four game Thursday night NBA slate. And a lot of late news came out about the last game on the slate was pretty hard to swap off of some of those plays if you had them. So what should you do in that case? If you are running late swaps for NBA and you are having trouble getting players out of your lineup, first thing you should do is if you have any rules, go and uncheck the rules and then run a late swap. If you run a late swap and still are having trouble getting the players out, come in and decrease min salary. I'll I'll start with like a like a thousand uh salary decrease and see if that gets the players out of your lineups. Like you don't want a salary restriction to prevent you from getting out players out of your lineups. So I would say like, if you're running a late swap, having trouble getting players out of your lineup, go and uncheck your rules and go and uncheck, uh, go and lower min salary. Actually, another thing I would say is run, run your late swap with your rules and your salary 
And then if you have, you know, let's say, let's say you built 150 lineups and there was 20 lineups where a player that's out couldn't get out of your lineup. Now that the player is out, when you come, when you do a late swap and then you go to contest, there's going to be a button that says only swap players, only swap lineups without players. I would turn that on because now you are only focused on the 20 lineups that still have the out player. The other 130 lineups swapped normally, swapped with your rules, swapped with the salary. Now we're only focused on those 20 and what we can do to get the player out of that 20 so that you know that at least 130 out of your 150 lineups honored your salary, honored your rules. Now we're just focusing on the problem childs. It's I would turn on the only late swap without players, and then I would go and turn off the rules. If that doesn't work, I would lower min salary and kind of just go through a troubleshooting sequence. Keep running late swaps with only out players until you can get those players out. If you get to a point where like, you know, you're down to like three lineups and it's not working, what you can do is you can use the quick swap and see if quick swap can, can get the player out. Or, you know, you could put them in and then manually go and see what you can do in the FanDuel or DraftKings app and see if there's anything you can do at that point. But just for like any late swap issues, that is like the troubleshooting process that I would go through. And that that is when I think min salary is most important. But other than that, I'm not really changing it pre-build or anything like that. Okay, going to keep scrolling here. Um that boy Steven had a follow-up, said, I have one more question. Do you set exposure for half of your player pool? Okay, so as far as like exposure adjustments in step three, I am only making adjustments for a handful of players that I've deemed that I want to get more exposure to or less exposure to. It's usually less than five players. I mostly let min uniques organically change my exposures. This is something we also talked about on the stream with Matt and Andy is that as you adjust min exposures, it is going to organically adjust your, as you, as you adjust min unique players, it is going to organically adjust your exposures. And we can see that as we increase this, uh, players are going to move. Percentages are going to change. Players are going to go up and down. What I think the benefit of this is, is that you are allowing SaberSim to determine who are the highest value pieces in your lineups and move players around them. I think what will often happen before we had this feature is you would come in here and say, okay, you know, I have a lot of leverage to these plays up here. Let me just decrease them. You know, maybe I don't want anybody more than 65% and I'm just going to come in here and do this. I think this is suboptimal now that we have min unique players. Instead of doing this, what you can instead do is use the min unique filter and then SaberSim is going to determine is it better to move the players at the top or is it better to move the pieces around those players? So as we increase this, we're going to see that, you know, a lot of players are moving down here, but our Steph Curry exposure is going down slowly, but, but not as drastically. So I think it's just an opportunity to let the builder tell you who continues to remain the best plays as we increase the min unique players, I, I much rather use this and only use min and max exposures for the plays that I feel really strongly about, which is usually less than five players in, in my own process, but it is kind of process specific. Okay. Uncrabby Cabby had a question here. Said, uh, hey, Andrew, do you handle a how do you handle a player, for example, that the builder would give you 85% exposure, 25 pool? 
percent pool exposure with ten percent ownership. Okay. Um, to be honest, on Krabby Cabby, I think it depends on two things. One, how many lineups am I building? Do I only have you know twenty lineups, or do I have one hundred fifty lineups? To, to be to be blunt, like if if this was if you know I'm building twenty lineups, and you know this was the example, you know I I have more of them in my pool than their ownership. So I already have positive leverage across my pool. I, I would be okay with it, you know, given, given, you know, it's, it's really like a case by case basis. Um, it's about how you feel about it. Um, you know, some people might say like, Hey, you know, I have 2.5 X exposure to them in my pool. Like, you know, I'm, I'm totally okay with, with 85% of them in, across my 20 lineups. Maybe that's too much for you. Maybe, you know, you don't want to be have 17 out of 20 lineups with, with one player and you want to dial it back. It's kind of a personal risk management question. Um, for me, it would depend on, you know, why this player's in my lineup. Are they a huge value for a specific reason? Are they a high salary player with a really high ceiling? Uh, these are kind of questions that you have to ask answer for yourself but this is the way i would be thinking about it is that you know ask yourself these questions you know why is this player showing up is there a clear value opportunity are they the highest projected player on the slate by far what are the what's the slate context you know how many games are on the slate is it a really small slate where this makes a lot of sense or is this a really large slate you know, is this too much risk for me? And then that was like the last question I would ask. And if you can kind of work your way through those questions and come up with a conclusion that satisfies you and your risk management and, uh, or your risk tolerance and, you know, answer the question with the amount of exposure that makes sense to you. So that's the best advice I can give, but those are the ways I would try and think about it. All right. Uh, John said, if I was running a 20 lineup, single entry build, yesterday for NFL main slate and it wasn't able to meet my exposures for some reason, even like simple changes such as 3% min exposure to Dak to get one lineup with him. Generally, I haven't had that issue before. Okay, John. So sounds like you probably were experiencing like some type of bug. Anytime this comes up, you know, I really apologize if, if it does happen, but the best thing you can do is come into settings, come into report a problem and just give us a quick description uh, for, you know, your actual process. Cause we're not going to be able to get back to you right away with a solution all the time. I would, I would do two things. I would go home to the home screen. I would do a hard refresh control shift R or command shift R, whether you're on windows or Mac kind of reset things and then probably run a new build and see if that helps at all. So that is something that, that I would try. Uh, what I would also do is, you know, kind of like you said, make sure that, uh, such player is in your pool that you have so much pool exposure to them. And then, um, you know, one thing that usually happens is like, if you kind of decrease a player and you get the cannot meet exposures, uh, button, one thing that usually happens is that you will get a, uh, like red boxes. So like, let's just, you know, Let's just uh, X some players and see if we can recreate this really quickly. So I'm just going to, you know, try and break the builder. Okay. Can't, uh, unable to meet exposures. I think if I hit keep editing that, what should happen? Well, what used to happen is that the boxes would be red for like, which ones could, it could not meet. So maybe it doesn't do that anymore. I'll bring that up to the team 
to see if that is something that is not happening on purpose or by mistake, but usually you can kind of walk back some of your exposure adjustments. So I'm just going to say red boxes can't meet exposures and I will follow up on that and see what is going on on that front. All right. Uh, Chuck said, I noticed the workaround would be to sort by another metric and then swap back to the desired metric that fixed the sorting issues for me. Okay. Awesome note there from Chuck. So Chuck said, you know, if your lineups get out of sorts, you know, if it's like four, then three, then one, which is the bug that we were talking about. Uh, Chuck is saying that if you come in here, maybe sort by projected score really quick, and then come back to the metric that you want to use, that that will kind of tell the builder to resort accordingly. Appreciate the workaround, Chuck, for everybody listening. If you run into that issue, that is a great and awesome workaround uh, by by him. So going to keep moving here. Aaron said, is it possible to add a drop down or something to tell to tell SaberSim to only fail 50 out of the 150 or 10 out of the 20 so I can use different builds parameters to get more diverse? I know I can do it in Excel, but it takes a lot of time. Okay, Aaron. Really good question. So this is a feature request that comes in often. It's like, hey, you know, can I take, you know, maybe I have 150. I want to run one build, put in 50. I want to run a second build, put in the next 50, and then run a third build, put in the next 50 to meet my entire 150 lineups. I think it is and would be an awesome feature request, something that has come up a lot. I know even Andy mentioned it when he was on stream last week. So I'm going to mark it as a uh, another request for it. So fill from multiple builds and um, just going to keep letting the team know that this keeps coming up. But, um, you know, it is definitely on our roadmap to build something that a lot of people have requested. So, you know, it is it is on the list to be built. I promise you guys that. Okay, RM said, is 001 a decent cash setting for cash games? Okay, so if you are playing cash, I would definitely recommend continuing to use 000. This is going to use all of the sims in the database and use the mean average. I would not recommend using sim diversity, any sim diversity for cash. I would just stick with the average projections. So, you know, try not to get too cute there, not deviate too far from the average and just pack in as many projected points as you can. If you are playing cash, one thing I would recommend is, you know, I'm just going to build some cash lineups and I don't really want to build 300, probably just want to build like 20 or so. So I'm just going to build 40 lineups and by default, the lineups are still sorted by Sabre score. What I would recommend doing is switching that to 50th percentile, not projection score, not projected score, not Sabre score. 50th percentile is one of the new options under the percentile uh, lineup sorting dropdown. And I think that that is the best metric to sort by for cash since that is ultimately what we are trying to do is come in the top 50% of any contest. So percentile 50, just come in here click the percentile drop down, go to 50th and sort by that metric. I think sorting by 50th percentile will be the best option. So just a side note for you there if you are playing cash. Okay, got a question here um, from Phil and sa uh, said, I tried playing with a percentile button 95th and 99th. I lost everything 
every time in 20 max NBA and NFL showdown, when and how should the percentiles be used? Okay. So what I will say is that, you know, we have these options now, other percentile uh, sorting methods. I'd say if you are unsure or you, you know, Saber score is the default. Saber score will always be set to default. We think Saber score is the best option, which is why it's the default. I think it's totally okay to come in here and try out different percentile settings. But if you are, you know, unsure or just not not uh, liking the way your lineups are looking, I would just default to Saber score. We are taking into account upside, but Saber score is also incorporating correlation, ownership fade and how often a lineup comes in the optimal in the Sims. So I think that it is all around the most inclusive for all aspects of a good lineup. What I will say is that, you know, I would say percentiles um, are, are like a, like a personal choice. If you want your lineups to mostly focus on upside and kind of get away from correlation and ownership fade, maybe you have rules that are kind of combating this, Maybe you're taking this into account with your slider settings and you don't want it to take it into account again. Those are a couple different options, but um, you know, I would, I would always default to Saber score. If, if you are using the percentiles just because they're there does not mean you have to use them is, is what I'll say. All right. John said, I'll try a hard refresh next time. I think my Saberson pro trial ended during the middle of NFL lineup building yesterday and it really messed with the builder or maybe it was a different bug. Not sure. I even noticed that my 150 build exposures got changed drastically close to lock, even after I hadn't changed anything. Okay. So, so if, if something like that happens, what I would always recommend is coming into your build and going to the saved lineups and then going back and checking the last saved lineup based on time. So it looks like the last one that we edited was this 1154. Just go in and make sure that this saved lineup is checked. What it will do is it will default all exposures to the last saved setting at that time. So if I wanted to go back to the time this was built at 1127, I could go back here. It will adjust the exposures to what it was when that, uh, saved lineup time was. So like if you're in a build making changes, you leave and go home, we will automatically save whatever is on the screen at that moment. So then you can know that uh, whatever the last timestamp is, is whatever you had set. So just a note there. All right. John Watson said to use the Saberson tool to follow along with the NFL games live. If so, how would you do it? Okay. Um, so we do have actuals like in, in the build, um, if you were to go back to, you know, yesterday's main slate, you can come into a build that you ran, you know, maybe you filled your lineups from this build and we will update these actuals. I don't know how well the live actual timing works, but um, I think it's ultimately better to keep up with it, you know, using ESPN or NFL app or, um, you know, the DraftKings or FanDuel lobby, kind of seeing how you're doing in the standings and, you know, in the payouts. And then if you're interested in running any late swaps based on how you're doing, I would definitely use the standings to do that more than anything. Um, you know, it sounds like John, you were having a lot of issues with, with this yesterday. Really, really apologize if, you know, your trial ending had, had anything to do with this. Um, I built it at 1230 and when it happened to close, to lock it only showed 1257 for that one so um not sure exactly what was happening for you john the the best place i could 
point you is support. Sounds like it was probably a really frustrating experience. Really apologize. You know, you're a regular here, always asking good questions, always participating and a, and a good member of the community. So, um, you know, anything we could do to help you resolve those issues in real time, we're always going to try and, and do that. And communicating with support is, is the best option. And, um, just so everybody, uh, knows you can always use the report a problem or you can, um, live chat with us, which I am not seeing the little live chat box. So uh, live chat box missing. And I'm going to let the team know about that one as well, not seeing it up here. So if you run into something like that, you know, you could say a uh, live chat box missing, chat box missing and the reporter problem and just let us know. Okay. So that being said, Everybody, um, that was our last question in the YouTube chat. Looks like Discord is down at the moment, so not seeing any more questions there. Uh, you know, we just reached the hour point of the stream, so I am going to go and check in with the team and see what is up with the Discord. If there are any updates, uh, we will let you all know, but um, that being said, you know, we'll be right back here tomorrow. Good luck in NBA. NHL, NFL showdown, anything you guys are playing tonight. And I will see you all tomorrow. Congrats to the Max Challenge winners and continue to participate in the Max Challenge. If you are not signed up with SaberSim, there is a link in the description below. Get started with a free seven day, no strings attached, free trial. And good luck in your contest, everybody. See ya.